0: welcome everyone you are tuning into the rise station podcast and i'm your host pranella harris licensed mental health provider here i discuss wellness tips and mental health education so if that's your cup of tea you are in the right place welcome and thanks for joining if this is your first time joining me Do me a favor, go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you get an alert every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when I upload a new episode. Please do me a favor and share this podcast out to your friends and your family so that they grow and thrive with you. All right, so today I am kicking off a four-part series entitled Choosing You. This series is intended to strengthen the relationship you have with yourself so that you can have more fulfilling relationships with others. Today is part one of that series and I am diving into how to stop caretaking others. Before we get into today's topic, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, listen, ladies. I am hosting a six-week Boundary Build Hers workshop and you don't want to miss it. If you want to learn how to establish and maintain healthy boundaries, I encourage you to join and register immediately. Registration for this workshop is available and ends May 18th so go ahead and register early. What you will receive is a workbook that will prompt you to follow along as we go live on our workshops. The workshop is weekly for one hour and will be held virtually. You also get a t-shirt, a Boundary built Hers t-shirt shipped to your home So go ahead and join the Rise Tribe of ladies looking to teach people how to treat them. I look forward to seeing you on the other side. The registration link will be listed in the show notes and also on our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. I look forward to seeing you all there. Take care. Okay, so before we get started, I want to define a few terms. Okay, codependency, caretaking, and caregiving right so codependency as defined by mental health america is an unhealthy dependence on relationships the codependent will do anything to hold on to a relationship and they do so to avoid feelings of abandonment it's an extreme need for approval recognition a sense of guilt when the other person in the relationship is trying to assert themselves or the codependent is asserting themselves because the boundaries are so enmeshed. It's also feeling a compelling need to control others. So that's what codependency is. Now, codependent individuals usually have a low self-esteem and they look to others to feel good about themselves. So they look to people who are needy or less fortunate than themselves so that they can help and rescue those individuals. And so in the mere fact of them helping and doing something, they feel really, really good about themselves. Most times this is done unconsciously and without any ill will or ill intentions, but helping others takes the focus off of the codependent and it puts it on to the person that they're helping. The codependent loves to feel needed. They love to feel valued. And they typically do so by controlling and making decisions for other people. The problem in this dynamic is that the codependent continues to take on more and more burdens of the others until they feel drained exhausted and used and the other person does not develop a healthy sense of self because the codependent is caretaking them they're doing everything for that person they're making them dependent on them by not allowing them to solve their own problems and it just creates an unhealthy dynamic and unhealthy dependency on one another okay so let's define caretaking versus caregiving as it relates to codependency. So when we look at the difference between caretaking and caregiving, there are some very unique differences. So for caretaking, caretaking involves sacrificing yourself for others. It involves being self-righteous about your own opinions. Helping becomes more compulsive. You feel responsible for others. You begin to cross boundaries with unsolicited advice. You begin to judge others. You know what's best for them, their lives, their decisions. You give, but with strings attached, you know, and there are, you know, expectations to that giving as well. You feel exhausted, irritated, frustrated, anxious, feel unappreciated, resentful. You discourage others from thinking for themselves In caretaking, it uses non-assertive, pushy, judgy, you statements, and tries to control the person that you are caretaking. Now, for caregiving, caregiving is a little different. The caregiver practices self-care, respects others' opinions, helping is optional. Caregiver feels responsible for self and to others. So it's a difference feeling responsible for themselves, but to others. Respects the boundaries of the person that they're giving care to. Waits to be asked for advice. In caregiving, you feel loved and empathy for the person you are giving care to. Caregivers know what's best for themselves. Caregivers give freely without expectation. They feel energized after giving, doesn't take others actions personally, encourage others to solve their own problems, uses assertive I statements, and the caregiver is supportive. Okay, they support the recipient. So I wanted to really highlight the differences between codependency, caretaking, and caregiving. So here are eight signs that you could be caretaking in the relationships that you're involved in. Okay. Number one is you need to feel needed. Okay. You really want to feel needed. So you do things where people would need your assistance, your expertise, your opinions. Number two, you take on tasks and responsibilities that your partner should and could do independently. So thinking of things that they could do independently maybe you get involved and there is a problem that your partner tells you about and you jump in and want to call the people and sort out the problem and really take care of the things that they could and should take care of. Or maybe call their boss to say, hey, they can't come in today. Really inserting yourself and taking on their issues as your own. Number three is you take on your partner's problems and emotions as if they were your own. So perhaps there is a problem with the friend group taking it on as, you know, now you're upset with the friend and you're taking on those emotions as if they were your own. Number four is you anticipate the needs of your partner and are unsure of what you think and feel and need. Number five is your partner does not feel confident and making decisions for themselves. So they must call you to ask you what type of deodorant they should get or if they should call the doctor because they're sweating and have a fever. So things of that nature. Number six is you control and dominate your partner. So you control and tell them who they can and cannot go out with what type of major you want your this could be a family member or a romantic partner but you dictate what type of job you want them to have how much money you want them to make what things you want them to do say how to behave things of that nature number seven is you attempt to fix your partner and solve all of their problems so you want them to communicate a certain way You identify a problem that you seem to think they need to fix and you offer them how to fix it. And you're trying to actively do that. Eight is you give your opinion and assert yourself rather than ask for input or opinion of your partner. So you're very comfortable with stating what it is that you want, but very rarely and seldomly do you ask for input or any type of collaboration. All right, so those are some telltale signs that you could be caretaking in that relationship. You see, caretaking codependency lends itself to an unhealthy dynamic in which your relationship can become toxic and unfulfilling. In this, you know, dependent paradigm, you have the taker and then you have the caretaker. The taker will continue to take, 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 And the caretaker will continue to give and self-sacrifice until exhausted and depleted and then expect the taker to provide care, which because of the way the relationship dynamic is set up, they either don't know how or are unwilling to do so. Either way, the caretaker in this dynamic does not get their needs met. Right. And both parties tends to end up eventually resenting each other for this dependency they have on one another. So how do we stop caretaking others and how do we usher in more balanced relationships into our lives? Well, it starts with us. We have to stop being outwardly focused on others and change our unhealthy dependence on external validation Right. We have to transform that and turn it inward and we have to begin to validate ourselves. We have to start choosing ourselves right here and right now. And so this is how we do that. Right. So number one and how to stop caretaking others is one practice self-care daily, making yourself a priority. It doesn't matter what you do, as long as you do it for yourself and by yourself, right? So give yourself at least 15 minutes and you can grow from there. All right. But carve out 15 minutes a day of just you time. this me time, right? You can read, you can exercise, you can pray, you can meditate, watch your favorite TV show, whatever you do, just carving that time out for yourself. And that's going to make yourself a priority because you're going to have that on your schedule, Right. Number two is remind yourself that you are worthy of your time and attention and fight that negative chatter that will creep up. Right. Because if you're not used to doing this, that negative chatter will creep up and say things like, oh, you taking time out for yourself is selfish you're full of yourself. You should be doing so many other things, but that's where you have to really challenge those negative thoughts that will creep up and they will. So that's why it's up here because I want you to be prepared for them when they do. All right. Number three is empower others to solve their own problems. So don't offer the solutions. Ask more questions than you give advice, right? So that the person that you're used to caretaking can start to practice problem solving skills. So you want to ask them questions that will lead them to their own solutions, right? So ask more questions and try to help others, empower others to solve their own problems. Number four, remind yourself that others are capable of managing their own lives. And this is something that we have to constantly be reminding ourselves, especially if we're used to jumping in and taking over, right? Give them grace, give them that space and opportunity. So reminding yourself, telling yourself, you know what? They're fully capable of managing their own lives, okay? Number five is when you give advice, allow others the space and opportunity to decide if they want to take it or not. Okay. Don't hover. Don't try to control the outcome. Don't keep checking in. Well, did you take my advice? Did you do what I actually did to do? Did you call the, that place? Did you do it this way? Did you get this? No. When you give advice, plant the seed, let it grow. Okay. If they don't want the seed, let it go. Okay. But allowing them like you do your role and then walk away. Okay. Number six, when others tell you their problems, listen, empathize and empower. Okay. You do not have to fix their lives. You don't have to feel compelled to help take over. Sometimes people just want you to be a listening ear for them. Sometimes they just want you to vent. Okay. If they want advice, they will ask you for it. So when others tell you their problems, listen, empathize and empower them to come up with their own solutions. All right. This is going to take so much pressure off of you because you don't have to feel responsible for coming up with something. Sometimes you can just say, you know what? Oh, I'm sorry you you went through that. That sounds difficult, but I'm sure, you know, things will get better. I'm sure you'll come up with something. I'm sure you'll figure something out. Okay. Number seven, only give advice and solutions when asked. And this is hard. I know this is probably going to be the most challenging, especially if you're used to just jumping in. So really sit and be patient with yourself, but only give advice when asked. You're going to be surprised with how much space and mental clarity this brings you. Because if you're only given advice when asked, people are more likely valuing your opinion. And, you know, you don't have to always feel like you have to be creative to come up with some solution. So it's going to create space for you to do more things that make you happy by only giving advice when you're asked for it. Okay. Okay. And number eight is set healthy boundaries and maintain them. Okay, set healthy boundaries, set boundaries for yourself, but also respect the boundaries of others. Okay, so understand that if you are feeling drained and you are exhausted, don't continuously overextend yourself and self-sacrifice for others because that's when resentments pop up that's when things start to get a little hairy because now your bucket's empty and you're trying to give and give and give and give so set healthy boundaries and maintain them so in conclusion choosing you means that you understand that you are not responsible for the thoughts the feelings and actions of anyone but yourself all right it is easy for us to mistake caretaking with caregiving when we help others for our own needs, it's self-serving and also manipulative, which leads us feeling dissatisfied because we did not have the right intentions going into those relationships and entering into those partnerships. We wanted to have people depend on us because we fear abandonment or We rescue people because we want to feel needed and so on. But it is all serving our needs and not really the needs of the people that we're trying to help. So when we are a caregiver, we are serving others from a secure place and we do not seek to control them, but we provide support and encourage them to be as independent as possible. So knowing the difference between those two. When we choose ourselves, we feel worthy of love and we are not operating out of fear or a lack mindset because we are secure in who we are and what we bring to relationships. When we choose ourselves, we allow others a choice to be in our lives, not because they need us, but because they want us around. They enjoy our company. They like who we are as people, right? So, Think about that and choose yourself and choose to be in relationships that are reciprocal. Okay, that's all I have for today. Remember, Rise Tribe, enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five star review, you help make this podcast visible to others, help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.